It's episode 37 of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan. Big episode, huge episode, two huge guests who will be performing at JFL Vancouver coming up in the month of February. Also in the month of February. That's West Coast comedy. East Coast, you want to be in Hamilton February 22nd to the 24th. Huge event as the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame presents the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame Festival featuring the inductions of Steve Smith, Jim Carrey, Marty Short, the cast of SCTV, Rose Ouellette. So many, so many other great comedians will be there. Ron James is going to perform. Sean Majunder will be performing. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss that event if you're in the Hamilton area, February 22nd through to the 24th. CanadianComedyHall.com is where to get all the information, tickets, all that type of stuff. Things are constantly changing with the Hall of Fame right now. This event is just, uh, it's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. It's getting bigger and bigger as the weeks go on. It's going to be huge by the time it gets here in just a few short weeks. All right, let's get to JFL Vancouver. Now, just for laughs, started in Montreal, as you all know, and it's growing across the world to some amazing, like they do one in friggin' Australia now. Australia has a JFL. February 15th to the 24th, if you're listening in BC, it's going to be amazing. Uh, Bill Burr is going to be there. Kathy Griffin's going to be there. Uh, Marlon Wayne's Absolutely loaded lineup of, of great comics from across Canada and around the world. And I have two of them on the show today. First up, it's Nathan McIntosh. Nathan, He's from Halifax, Nova Scotia. We talk about it right away. I love those East Coasters. Love talking to them. Uh, he's been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Conan on TBS. He's done multiple JFL galas. Uh, his debut album, I Wasn't Talking, was featured in Exclaim Magazine's uh, Top 10 Hilarious Good Comedy Moments. Nathan is amazing, so fun to talk to, and of course he's performing at JFL Vancouver. February 16th, it is my birthday show. They are doing this show specifically for my birthday. I won't be there. I won't be there, but it is, we're calling it my birthday show. February 16th, the Bitmore Cabaret. Uh, Down with Tech is the name of the special. You don't want to miss it. JFLVancouver.com is where you go for tickets. I hope you enjoy it. It, it, it. It's so much fun talking to Nathan and, and connecting with him. Um, I got into a little bit in this interview. I could have connected with him about a month before, but I, I was too scared. I, I get right into it. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Here it is, my interview with Nathan McIntosh on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. By the way, Ron speaks incredibly highly of you. Um, I have I have these clips. I went back and listened to them, and he was he was glowing talking talking about your comedy and and working on that show. Um, so I just want to I want to start with Ron and, and what a Canadian legend he is. Um, I mean, well, first of all, it's very nice of Ron to say anything nice about me. He is I love Ron. I absolutely love Ron. So I started watching stand up very young, uh, probably about ten. So I watched everything that was going you know on TV in Canada. And um, he, I always loved Ron because he sounded like people I knew. He's he's the Maritimes, just a, you know what I mean? Using way too many words, yelling about whatever. And um, I, I I love Ron. So I've, I've come across Ron a few times in, the, in uh, over the years. We, we've talked at festivals and that type of deal. But um, when I got the chance to make Trapped, it was filmed in Nova Scotia. 
And I wanted it to be all Nova Scotian people. It also was during the pandemic, so it kind of had to be. Um, but um, I wrote that part specifically for Ron, not thinking at all that he would say yes. I just I, I just wrote it with him in mind. And then he did, and then did two seasons of it. And Ron's the best, man. I love Ron. Like he just he just is such a sweet, funny dude. He's great. I love I love Ron. You can ask him a question. You can say, um, "Hey, how's it going today?" And he will give you a twenty five minute minute soliloquy on uh, the beauty of Canada and tell you a story about getting caught in a snowstorm in Saskatoon from one simple question. Yes. Um, He's a Canadian Canadian legend for for sure. Do you have any any putting you on the spot here? So if you don't, that's fine. Any Ron stories about something on set or something he did? Um, he I guess between um, man, I don't, I, I mean, there's so many. He would just pull up every day, uh, and just make me laugh instantly. Me and him would just joke <laughs> around and stuff right before we did anything. And yeah. um, there was one time we were we were doing some scenes, but he had to in between one of the scenes, he had to do a cameo for somebody like a cameo video. So he got me to hold the uh, camera while he was while, like we had like five minutes before we had to go do something else. And he had this thing and he's like, hey, buddy, I hear it's your 90th birthday. Keep your, you know, fucking stick on the ice and all that kind of shit. And then we went back to doing the show. He's, he's so funny. The first time I connected with him was doing this podcast and it was uh, over Zoom. And he's like, one second, I got to grab some stuff. So he runs. You can just like for 10 minutes, just frantically running to his house. And the camera yeah. was like beautifully set looking at the ocean. Like it was an amazing view. And he grabbed all these props and stuff he wanted to show. And uh -huh. then I had to tell him it, it, it's audio only. So he couldn't even <laughs> show everything. That's which hilarious. Is very funny. Um, I, talk about stand up in, in, in Halifax. I've had a lot of people on the show from right across the country, but I've never had like a Halifax based comedian or somebody that, that started there. What was the scene like for you when you started? I think you started coming right out of high school, right? So what was that I maritime, did. maritime comedy scene of open micers and people starting? What was that like? There was none. There was, there none. was one place Okay. It was called uh, Comedy Dogs, and it was at this bar called Ginger's Tavern, which isn't even there anymore. It's now a steak place, but that was legit it, man. There was one show on Sundays that was about eight to, uh, let's say, 15. There's maybe more, but eight to 15 comedians that I knew about in the scene at the time who would go every Sunday, hang out at this place, do spots, that type of deal. But, like, dude, it was zero there was no club there was no nothing there was there wasn't and now when i go back there's uh two clubs there's a whole bunch of bar shows like you can do stand up every night of the week in halifax from what i'm told and when i'm there i kind of do so i mean now it, yeah it's great at the time it was literally eight to 15 of us every sunday it's so funny you hear of all that and the, all those but what was the bar called ginger's tavern they all have a name like that in every town where somebody started out at that. There's it was spirits, spirits in Toronto. If you weren't yeah, doing yeah. yuck yucks, you did spirits. There's there was always uh, yeah. every town had a name, a very similar. Uh, well, actually, yeah, real I mean, quick, sorry. Well, what were we gonna say? I apologize. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. So, so there was that one place, but so me and my friend decided we were gonna do stand up. Right, I wanted to do it for years, but I kept talking myself out of it. And once I found out about Ginger's, I kept being like. 
oh, it's raining. Oh, I don't want to go. Like, I, just, I was very scared to start. Anyways, the day we decided to go finally do a show there, we stopped at a place, which is also not there anymore, called Dutchies on Dutch Village Road. And they had a wing night on Sunday. So we were going to eat wings there and then go to Ginger's and do the show. So we're there eating wings. We have our notebooks out. And the waitress is like, what are you guys doing? And we go, we're going to go do a comedy show. There happened to be a guy. He was there every Sunday and he did acoustic songs. But he would take breaks. And anybody that wanted to come up and sing a song, he would let them. So she goes, oh, my God, comedy. She goes, if you guys do comedy here, I'll give you your wings for free. So we were like, yeah, all right. So the first time I ever actually did stand up was at Dutchie's. They bring me up. People from the, the, the VLT room come out and they're all eating cigarettes. And one of them, this gangly lady, she's like, you better be funny. And then <laughs> we got wings for free. And then I went to uh, Ginger's. That's thrown into the fire. Do stand up in a place that doesn't normally do stand up for your yeah. first stand up. That's yeah. That's wild. No, nobody was and there for that. <laughs> and now, like you say, there's, I mean, you're in Ottawa, I think next week at Laugh Lounge, which is, which is a great club. I was there a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, Ottawa, Ottawa has like three clubs stand two open mics every single night. So the, the game has really, really changed. I want to talk about probably just one of my favorite places to go in the world. I actually saw you there, I think, two months ago now at the Comedy Cellar um, in New York. You did a set, and then I was going to go over and say hi because we know some similar people, but you were talking to one of the big scary doormen who terrify me all the time. So I just was like, oh, I'll have an opportunity another time. Tell me me your story of getting passed at at the Comedy Cellar. I'm always fascinated by that process. Um, so when I first moved to this city, this would be a little bit long of a story. This is again, this is a very maritime deal. I got too many words, yeah, you know, I love it. there's, um, so when I first moved to the city, that's obviously the place. It's still the place. I was just horrified of it. But at the time they had a late night show. So basically they would bring up comedians after the last comedian went up on the latest show. And they would bring up people that don't work there yet and basically give them some stage time and see kind of what they can do, right? So the absolute first time I ever performed at the cellar, uh, so the show ends. A guy goes up. He's like, hey, we're doing late night now. He brings up somebody. They do pretty good. Keep most of the crowd. The second guy walks a lot of people. When I got on, there was only two guys from Australia. And one of them got up and went to the bathroom. So I, <laughs> I did I did six minutes to one Australian man who had nowhere else to go <laughs> at, at three o'clock in the morning. Um, but then basically to, to get past there years later, I if I'm being serious with you, I had sort of given up on it. I, I didn't really factor it in. I was just like, I'm going to just do what I do. And then comedians that I knew started to be like, hey, do you work there? Do you work there? They pitched me to the booker. She brought me down for a showcase. And um, yeah, I, I, I started working there. And now you're there. You're there quite a bit. Like I, I've been a comedy. Knock, Murray, on, so wood. Check the Knock on wood. But you're I, like, how many sets do you do at the cellar a week? No, like, no. These are all, don't all say of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these B- are all bad like, questions. You know what I mean? Not the bad questions, but sort of the, I'm, I don't know, stupidly uh, superstitious in I some ways. It. But I do, I do. I'm, I'm, I work, I work there. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, yes. It's, uh, it's and I like, it's I awesome. like being there. It is awesome. Yeah. The place is great. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Um, to, and I mean, being not a professional interviewer, maybe this question should have came first. What was how was the move 
to New York. What did what did the, like what was that experience like? Um, I've heard Steph Tolev was on the show and she said going to the States for her was like starting fresh, starting brand sure. new. Did you feel feel that way? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I had just started to make a little bit of money in Canada. And when I say a little bit of money, I mean like, good God, I don't know, $400, $500 a month you know, and I started to do some of the festivals and, 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 uh, comedy network and stuff started to have like meetings with me. And so things were kind of like, you know, moving up. And I was like, no, I want to go to New York. Look at me, big man, idiot. <laughs> and, uh, I always wanted to go to New York, but coming down here, man, I never saw a cockroach until I moved here. The open mic scene in New York. I mean, if you could start in, if you could start in, you know, Myanmar, you'd probably have a better time than, starting here man this is a, a swift kick in the bag dude i mean it is a severe beating so i did the worst part of comedy is the beginning i did that twice yeah twice yeah. toronto's mm -hmm. hard as fuck too i mean it was like it was tough to break into the toronto scene new york is like four times that because there's so many people so much going on um yeah dude my everybody told me that my first year or two here would be brutal and they were 100 right the first two years here I mean, it's just yeah. like not, I recommend to no one. I like to do this thing on the show um, just to prove that uh, IMDB is wrong for everyone, that the the site is flawed. Um, I ask people, and very few people actually know, or, or it's, it's, it's not often right for people, but I ask people if they know their first credit on IMDB. Uh, my first credit on IMDB should be the the Tim Sims encouragement fund award thing that 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 aired on uh the comedy network at the time in 07. I wish I could play a round of applause. You're correct. Cream of comedy. Cream of that comedy. The... That yes, that's Cream what it was called comedy. when it was on TV. Yes, yes, yes. So what was that? <laughs> Besides <laughs> having not the best name, uh, uh -huh. Cream of Comedy, it was a competition. It was a competition uh that uh they basically took 20 of us i think at the time 20 comedians who had been doing stand-up under two years and uh we performed at second city then they whittled it down to five and then the winner got five grand and uh you were basically able to go into comedy network whenever you want and pitch them ideas you got a little trophy and uh i and they and they did that on tv they did the finals on tv and uh yeah that, that yeah i won that yeah, that's that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, All right, thanks. I forgot what it's later. called, and and you, and you didn't even know. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> uh, I, I I always like to ask people this, and it's kind of that. Uh, what what moment do you like? Uh, I mean, you said you started watching stand up when you were ten, and you're, uh, you know, you're a fan. Think back to twelve year old Nathan, and he's like. If if he if he could see me now, you know, what would he be like blown away by that you did? We we often don't like remember those or like look back or, or reflect on those moments when they're happening. But what would mm -hmm. uh, a young Nathan be like? Blow it, the Tonight Show is that kind of or I, that's um, a thing, something? man. Uh, ending up uh, being able to talk to some some like pretty big fucking comedians that I would have thought you're never able to be in the same room with. Um, mm -hmm. Performing at Just for Laughs on that. Uh, you know, the big, the stage that they got at Plastazar. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, lots of stuff, man. It's, it's hard to, 
it, it's there's so many things, dude. Like I, I start when I started doing stand up, I literally was living in my friend's closet on a on a broken futon that was on fucking milk crates, right? <laughs> so yeah. all of it was when I moved to Toronto. The first thing that ever like really shook me, and I still remember this. I'll remember this forever. This is like, anyways, I did a show at Big Mama's Boy. It was run by Richard Ryder at the time. Okay. Richard Ryder would do a thing where, again, he would do the same thing, show. And then after the show, he would bring up younger people to see if how they vibe. I went in there and bombed mercilessly for a bunch of times. Anyways, I started getting okay. He started to like me. And then he goes, I'm going to put you on the regular show. So I go to Big Mama's Boy on a Thursday, okay? There's a sandwich board outside that has our names written on it. And right away, I went, oh my God, that's amazing. And then he gave me $10. And I'm telling you, that $10 is some of the best money I've ever made in comedy because I thought, holy fuck, this is magical. How the fuck is this a thing? Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Even that was was like a massive deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I still have my first check, my first check from a comedy club that I want to... I haven't framed it. That's my goal, to just frame yes. it. I mean, it's not... It's 50 bucks. It's not a lot of money, but it's like, it's cool, you know? I understand. And, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I do want to promote February 16th, which is my birthday, by the way. Well, that's uh, why we're doing the show. This is why <laughs> this is why it's happening. Yeah. Down yes. with Tech at the Bit Bitmore uh Cabaret, uh Vancouver JFL. This is cool. Have you done Vancouver JFL before? This is actually my first time doing Vancouver JFL. I've okay. done yeah. Montreal a bunch. I did Toronto a few times, but this is my first time doing Vancouver. I've been I've performed in Vancouver, just not at the festival. Yeah, awesome. Uh yeah, it's uh it's a it's a great lineup this year. So February uh 16th, 7 p.m. Tickets are at jflvancouver.com. Um, my last question, I asked this of everyone. I know you don't know who's in the Hall of Fame and who's out of the Hall of Fame, but when you think of Canadian comedy Hall of Famers, um, who comes to mind? Who's like, yes, that person is a Hall of Famer? Uh, I mean, there are some of the I put this in quotes, like the easy answers, right? For like, you got your Jim Carrey, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, mm -hmm. uh, Norm MacDonald, Martin Short. What the fuck are we even talking about? Martin yeah. Short is incredible. Jesus. It's Can like you believe that? About, when was that? Six months ago, there was that article, I think it was in Vulture, where somebody just said, we're done with Martin Short. He's not funny. And that, do, do you remember that? Like people just came to bat for Martin Short. And I think, he, first of all, top, three talk show guests of all time yes uh him rickles um you know i don't even know who else but like those two yes. for sure yeah. yes and he's still amazing today on talk mm -hmm. shows um yeah. yeah i saw that article and i just didn't pay any mind i'm like i i know no. when somebody's trying to get me mad for no real reason because it's ridiculous you're gonna write an article in vulture being like we're done with martin short grow up anyways yeah. um but as far as like um Oh God, man! Mike McDonald uh, is one for sure. Um, Absolutely. Oh God, I—I I mean, for myself, I would say I would say a guy like Ron James. I would say mm -hmm. uh, Tim Steves. I would say, um, fuck, man. There's so many people. I mean, there's like there's there's just so many um, there's so many great comedians, man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We it's we, we have the best. The best. It's like no. it's disgusting how many how many uh how many funny people are in Canada. I mean, you know, I I don't there's so there's so there's so many people. Um 
yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, now that now my whole head is Derek Edwards, uh, mm -hmm. be a man for sure. Mike Wilmot, what the fuck are we even talking about? Mike Wilmot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I don't know. There's there's a lot for sure. Yeah, so many. Uh, yeah, Mike McDonald actually he got inducted last year, which was which was great to see. And those other names on the list would be amazing. Derek Edwards, like one of the best first stand up comedian I ever saw live. My dad oh, yeah. was like, do my dad was doing a um uh charity event. Hired Derek Edwards back in like mid nineties, and I was a kid. I was probably like ten, just mm -hmm. standing at the back of the room. It was amazing. Um, thanks again for doing this, Nathan. It was it was awesome meeting you. Um, I didn't have the guts to go up to you at the <laughs> at the <laughs> cellar a couple of months ago, and it wasn't you. I know you're a nice guy because you're Canadian. It was it was the the doorman that's uh, always a. They just scare me a little bit. That's fine. I, I, That's me. No, I get it. Please tell, please tell other Canadian people who might not have met me that I'm, I'm an approachable person. Yeah, no, I, I know that. Um, also, you're in Cornwall uh, coming up very soon. Cornwall, Ontario. Yeah, that happened. Kind of, there was supposed to be some other show, and then typical Canada stuff. Something happened, and then they just messaged me. They're like, "We're gonna do it in Cornwall now." And you go, "Yeah, all right." I mean, so I don't get Ooh. asked. I don't even get asked. What's you? But all right, I'm gonna go there. Cornwall, yeah. never been. Thanks, thanks again for doing this. I uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with everything, and uh, have fun in in Ottawa next week at the at the Laugh Lounge. Thank you, Chad. Very nice to meet you, man. Thanks for having me. Once again, February sixteenth, the Bitmore Cabaret in Vancouver. Nathan McIntosh live in his show, Down with Tech. Uh, don't miss that. JFLVancouver.com is where to go for tickets. Okay, coming up next, we have. Let me change pages. Can you hear that? That's real. Real podcast, like a real journalist. I'm flipping the page to talk about my next guest, Che Dorina. Now, Che uh, is a really interesting guy. Of course, you know him from uh, places like TikTok and Instagram. He pops up on my feed every day with hilarious little short tidbits that I love. Like, he's really, he's changed the game when it's come to uh, comedians taking social media to the next level. Uh, and he's also going to be at JFL Vancouver, February 24th, the Vogue Theater, 9 p.m., jflvancouver.com is where to get tickets to see Che. If you haven't seen Che's comedy, it's very, very fun. He's not just the TikTok and social media guy. He's a hilarious stand-up comic. We talk about his origins of stand-up comedy, uh, his process for creating social media content, which I thought was really interesting. This guy treats it like a job. It is a job, but he treats it takes it very, very seriously. I love this conversation. Give it up for my man Che right here on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. And I was doing stand-up the other night and somebody yelled out in the middle of my set, uh, nugget porn. And I feel like that is specifically uh, related to you. Uh, I might've caused that. I might've caused, caused that. that. I could've. Who caused that heckle? <laughs> if, there was, yeah. if there was any comic who has, it was me. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I I saw the clip, so I yeah. knew, uh, you know, half the audience has seen it too, but like most of them baffled by the yeah. Uh, what is nugget by the comment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very so like I don't even know if you can search it on like Pornhub. I'm sure there's some porn website you can, but it's not. There's not a ton of content floating around nugget porn. I just know from my own perverted research. I don't think there'd be a lot of uh people that would like fit that criteria to do it you know what i mean no yeah i, mean, I can find out right now let's, getting let's... the star getting the stars would be the hard part nugget porn oh let's get porn hub nugget porn um 
there there's not it's not what a a, a, a what you we have understood nugget porn to be um right. when you when it's on Pornhub. But it, uh, there's another porn website where it absolutely is what, uh, and this porn website I've never heard of before. Um, and the title, I don't know if I can say it because I don't know if that's some sort of offensive thing. So we're just going to leave that out. But it exists. Okay. If, you go- if you Google nugget porn, it, it'll, it's about the second link down. You'll find it. Good to know. And now <laughs> your computer is completely corrupted. It's it corrupted, completely... man. And I honestly, and this is like my, my like gaming rig and everything like that. And yeah. then I do all like my podcasting on, I don't ever look at porn on this computer either. So that uh, is, okay. uh, yeah, we did the first tampering. My, my, my next question kind of falls right into that is like, how fucked up is your algorithm on TikTok? Oh, my TikTok algorithm is actually not that bad my tiktok algorithm is weird it used to be so good i really botched my tiktok algorithm man (laughs) it's like it used to be so refined and so good like it was it was a lot of like funny trends and then like dog videos and then like people getting hurt Uh, but tiktok is way more strict um, but then when the Andrew Tate stuff was happening, I was like uh, consuming so much content around that. Cause I, I was just fascinated with it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this person is taking over the internet. It's crazy. So then my algorithm went all like a red pill and I was like, no, 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 no. I just wanted <laughs> to watch these videos, these few videos. And now it's just in a weird space where I get like really poorly edited, weird stuff. Some like uh, workout video. It's, it's not. My algorithm on TikTok sucks right now. My Instagram algorithm, that is hot fire. My Instagram algorithm is like so perfectly curated. Like, it, and I'm specifically talking about the real algorithm because there's, I feel like there's different algorithms for different things. My homepage algorithm is more like screenshots of funny tweets. And I never go on Twitter, but I get all this stuff you from know, Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then my, yeah, my uh, Reels algorithm the only way I can describe it is like people's misfortune. Uh, it's like, it'll be like a guy falling off a skateboard and then it'll be someone who like made a beautiful cake and it falls off a table. And then it'll be like someone holding a baby and the baby pukes on them. It's like just people's misfortune. And I don't know how it, uh, Instagram knows that I love that, but I do. And it's so good. It's so good. Your instant reaction videos have become uh, um, amazing. Like uh, I, I would say more so than any other comic, it's what my non, your videos are what my non-comic friends send to me. That's if that incredible. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, That's you know what I mean? Like my comic friends send me like, you know, but the, my non-comic friends, which are more so than my comic friends, they're the normal ones, right? Yes. Are sending me your reaction videos uh, more so than anything what okay, is there a process to this is there like or is it an instant reaction one take and and that's done so typically like I, like i have the section of my day where i make content what mm-hmm. i'll do is i will scroll each i set a timer so i just don't get lost because it's easy to go from scrolling for work to just being like lost in your phone so I set a timer and then I go from each one of my platforms. I'll put it five minutes and five, uh, it's five minutes for each one. One of them is my main feed on Instagram, then the real feed, then home uh, on, um, on Reddit, then popular on Reddit, then uh, the videos on Twitter 
and then uh, it'll be what I'm tagged in on TikTok. Each one of those gets a five minute slot. Uh, and then I'll spend 15 minutes scrolling main feed on TikTok commenting. So that's kind of a combo of two things. Com I'm just doing the commenting to keep my account like active and doing things like I think it's good for your algorithm. I, I've heard it is. I don't know if it is. Uh, and But then also sometimes I find some gems like that. And then I take from that, I will go back and look at all the things that I saved and then make content from there. Yeah, that's incredible. The The process is, is amazing. And like the work ethic kind of kind of blew my mind there a little bit that it's not how uh, how how dedicated you are to this craft. Cause I mean, they're, they're so good. And and you saying that now that makes perfect sense to me. That's why they're so good. Cause you're putting in the time and commitment to it. Yeah. I try to keep it like uh pretty efficient uh, because I have to make content every day. Uh, so I just try to be on top of it, make sure I'm still doing it. Uh, and like some days are better than others. Some days, like I put out a video yesterday and I was like, this is a banger. This is, this is a banger, but not all like some of them. I'm like, ah, fuck. I wish I could come up with something a little better. And I'll like try a few different ways and a few different takes, or there's a ton of stuff in my drafts folder that I never, ever, ever post. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I still try to make sure the content is coming out. Cause sometimes you post something and you go like, that was fine. Uh, and it goes crazy viral. And sometimes you post something and you go, this is like one of my best pieces that I've done pieces. If I can even call them that. Uh, and again, it gets no hook and you're like, what? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I, I saw that with mine. I had a stupid one. It was so dumb and it kind of, it kind of, I mean, not like viral to you, but like in this area of viral, it was, um, I was following around my dad around town. I had a car that he didn't recognize. And when he would stop at a red light, as soon as it turned green, I'd honk at him. Um, and I did it multiple times and he lost his goddamn mind on the driver behind him. I got like texts from it. So that was, yeah. but like, I, that was just a stupid fun thing I was doing, but it, it yeah, was crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so insane. Um, bad question. But how has social media totally evolved your career? Like what, you know, how, how oh. much has that completely changed it? Oh, 100% all for the better. Like it's just opened up so many doors, so many opportunities, so many uh, like selling more tickets, getting more butts and seats, getting more people to know who I am. Like it's, it has been nothing but positive. Um, okay. Good question. This is my favorite question to ask people. Do you know your first credit on uh, IMDb? No, I, I think it would be if it's a commercial, it would be like Cheetos. If it's not a commercial, because I don't know if commercials count for IMDb. No, I don't it, think so. So it would be like uh, it was like a reenactment show that I did. Probably. I've never looked at my MDB. So this is just going off of what I'm thinking of what I've done. Uh, I think it would be, yeah. Like I did like a reenactment show uh, called like um, medical mysteries, or there was one that was like a criminal one, or there was, was a, there was a ghost one. It was one, it's one of those three, if I had to think. So it's, it's so funny. I, I ask this question to absolutely everybody that comes on my show and yeah. very few people, like, I mean, I've done like 80 of these, I would say two people actually know, and, and it's actually right. So, um, it's probably wrong, but it's dating beyond borders. Oh, dating beyond borders. That's my first, I would think, yeah. Cause that did go on TV. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was actually very fun. Cause that whole production was through a buddy who filmed the whole thing and shot those stuff. Uh, that was, I'm pretty sure that was like Danny Polachuk and Ryan Long were involved in the okay, shooting and yeah. everything, or it was at least their crew of people who they shot stuff with. And then the 
uh, person who played me in the reenactment was Chris Robinson, who's a hilarious comedian. Uh, I opened my first weekend spot. My first weekend opening at mm-hmm. a club was for Chris Robinson. Okay, there you go. Like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So it, it the, very funny. All the pieces of that show was like working with comics or friends or uh, I think even the girl who played uh, the girl who I hooked up with in the reenactment um, was the bartender from the comedy club that I used to work all the time. Like it was it was all very within the Toronto comedy industry, uh, which that made it like so much better and so much more fun to work on. That's so funny that Chris Robinson played you in like yeah. a reenactment. That's yeah. that's hilarious. Um, so you're doing JFL in Vancouver, uh, February 24th, Vogue Theater, uh, mm-hmm. 9 p.m. JFLVancouver.com has got tickets. That's exciting. Have you done JFL before? Oh, you've done, the, you, you mm-hmm. did the Surrounded show. I did. Right? So I did JFL in 2017 or 2016. I did JFL All Access. And then this past year I did Surrounded. Um, and then, yeah. And then now we're doing the, the Vogue theater, uh, in JFL Vancouver. Uh, how much fun is that? I know this is kind of going back in time a little bit, but that surrounded show I went to, I didn't see your night, but I went to a few of the, the tapings of that, uh, mm-hmm. and watched it live. That looks like the most insane time ever. I mean, um, it's, it's definitely stressful because so stressful. Yeah. Because you, uh, you, you're there's you're not using any material to complete crowd work shown i do quite a bit of crowd work but i do crowd work with my people um so it's different when the crew when the crowd knows you and and also the the show uh uh going in to the show i we like booked it and everything was good and then i get a note like walking to the venue that are like oh and yeah it's pg-13 and i was like what what? like excuse me that's crazy i don't know okay maybe they didn't say pg-13 or they said like no something it was some sort of restriction on content and i was like that's that's like (laughs) all all my questions when i do crowd work with my crowd i'm asking you like what kind of porn you guys watch uh what kind of fetishes you got have you ever been to jail like are you a criminal (laughs) like though that's the kind of crowd work i do um have like have you ever been cheated on these are questions that i ask people and was that just your night because that was uh, PG, or do you think that was like the whole yeah i think it maybe it was the whole thing i don't know i think yeah. some people were able to work around it a little bit better i just like it caught me very off guard and i remember being like oh no and i feel like i still had a good set but it wasn't like incredible I haven't watched it yet, but the clips I've seen of your set were were great. You had that uh, that that lady. She was uh, saying something about her job was like getting men naked to yeah, do something. Like, yeah, for like modeling. Yeah, men for like nude modeling or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that that was a good find. And then there was something else in there. I can't remember exactly what the moment was, but it was something about a dad who owned an alligator or something. Uh, oh, but overall, overall, it was fun. But I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I was definitely a, a hamstrung. And then like, okay, I got to adjust. I got to adjust. But but that's uh, some of the best parts of comedy is when you yeah. got to make those adjustments and, and uh, work in a different way because it's going to challenge you and make you better. For sure. Absolutely. I was sitting in the front row and Mike Falzon, who uh, produces that show, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was talking to me before. He's like, if they ask you, don't say you're a comic, just yeah. say anything else. But and I was like, OK, that's fair. And then Marlon Wayne's at one point jumped in my lap and started smelling my beard while doing <laughs> his set, which was very bizarre. I haven't that's watched it yet, but so I cannot wait to see. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the legend Marlon Wayne's. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. 
Mike Falzone also super super funny dude and a, uh, uh, so he's great. Canadian as well right I don't know if he's Canadian that's a really th- good question I think he is or at least I'm pretty sure I know he's been in LA forever but I that's yeah he might be Canadian I don't know yeah. I'll 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 fact check that I'll do the fact check segment at the end um you've you've had a ton of, like your career is, is blowing up and, and it must be like super exciting um what what would like I always say it's like hard to look at things in the moment, you know, when something's cool is happening and be like, this is cool. Cause you're always kind of striving for that next thing. But what would like a young Che looking back, you know, 15 year old, you looking forward would be like, absolutely like, holy shit. I can't believe he's doing that. Oh man. Uh, I just did a, what pod- was like some of those moments. Yeah. I did a podcast with Angela white and Phoenix Marie. The 15 year old me would have <laughs> lost his fucking mind, dude. I, when you said podcast, I thought you were going to say the Burt cast. Oh, yeah. The Burt cast <laughs> also very incredible. That would have blown his yeah. mind as well. But yeah. seeing like of the picture of me, like oh, with my arm around Angela White, he would have been like, what? Oh, my God. That, if we're talking 15 year old me, answer. that would have been the most impressive thing for him. For Was sure. that a Barstool one? Yeah, that was a Barstool one. That was uh, Only Stands, Glenny Balls. Great, great, great I love podcast. Glenny. Yeah. I love Glenny. Yeah, Glenny's the uh, Glenny's the man. When he eats ice cream in that, uh, yeah. that Sunday's, in Sunday, so, yeah. Yeah, Sunday story is so good. Yeah. Uh, what was your, uh, just random question, what was your worst job ever? Oh, worst job ever. Worst job ever. Um, ever. I think... Uh, I worked at McDonald's for a while. That sucked. There was, I think the job I was the worst at. My mom got me a job. It not even got me a job, like told me that I had to work one summer. And she made me work for like her friend's husband. And he worked in a warehouse that like was a supplement company. And they would just basically package and ship orders. And I just like would have to go around the warehouse and pick stuff and then put them in a box and send them. And I fucked up almost every, or they, they, I was only supposed to work there for a month and they, they let me go early because <laughs> I just, I, I hated the job. It, it started at like 6am. And so I would ha- mm-hmm. and I would have to like ride my bike there. I would have to ride my bike. It, I remember waking up and just like swearing to myself, oh, fuck this bullshit fucking, just fucking thing. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, like 15. And I'm just like, uh, just a moody teenager and then would do that and just be like this sucks this is horrible uh and yeah that was i hated that job i hate it when i got let go i was like they're like you know i just don't think this is working out yeah just and i was just like yes yes perfect because it's like yo i did it i did my mom was forcing me to get a job i got the job and i <laughs> just hated it and i did a bad job and then they fired me and it's like that's it we're <laughs> done we're done we're done with this um can you tell me about your uh the first time you you did stand-up comedy um yeah the first time i did stand-up comedy i was in i was actually in mexico um okay this is yeah yeah i started in mexico there was uh i did it was like a small group of guys who used to do shows um uh they used to do shows for just like tourists uh uh, and it was like uh, three Canadians and one American. And I just had like wanted to try it out. So I just called the, the I, I don't know if I called the venue or if I called like maybe it was a Facebook page that advertised it. And maybe it went right to the guy. And I was like, oh, I just want to come through. And he's like, yeah, come do seven minutes or five minutes or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, and yeah, and I just uh, went up and tried it out and it was great. Uh, and then I just kept writing. Did it go well? Through. 
I remember it going well. I remember it going yeah. well. Like, I'm sure if I went back and watched, it would have been like, oh, this is ass. But uh, relatively for first time. First time, I remember it going well. And I remember yeah. a bunch of friends and stuff came out. And I remember them being like, yo, this was great. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very fun. Um, I got I got two more for you. First mm-hmm. one, kind of a throwaway question. But what what what's like next for you? Like, what's your goal? Like, um, usually you see like people's like career path, but I feel like yours is like obviously you're doing stand up and JFL and your your social media stuff. Like, what where do you see yourself kind of kind of going from here? I've always just been focused on just getting funnier. Like, it's just like keep keep doing the work has always been the mentality. So. Just like you write every day, you do get on stage every night. Yeah, you keep trying to get the social a little bigger, sell a little more tickets. Like I'm very focused on that. This is going to be a long process. And the fact that I'm even at the point where I'm at, I'm like, oh, that's incredible. Like being able to sell as many tickets as I can and do the stages that I can do and tour in the way that I can tour. I'm like, oh, this is already like unbelievable i'm already so happy and so satisfied with what i've been able to create so it's just like keep moving in that direction we got like we're focused on maybe doing a couple of things outside of stand-up maybe look at tv uh there's a lot of stuff i want to do in the streaming space like in terms of gaming because i just love video games um yeah. so giving more attention to that space and work with some other creators and some other people over there uh and then yeah then of course like i feel like the hour is ready so then it's like shop it around see if anyone wants it can we get it on a streamer do we put it on youtube what do we do with it um and get it also like filmed and everything too uh so those are kind of like the things in front of me where i'm like okay those are some stuff to tackle in this year we're going and we're going into this year strong uh and the socials are all doing really well the tickets are doing really well like it's yeah, I just can't. Uh, I can't really ask for more than what I already got because I've already got it pretty good. That's awesome. Where are you? Uh, where are you living? Uh, I'm in, in New York. York. Nice, amazing. That's cool. Are you excited to get back to Canada when you when you get the chance? Yeah, yeah. So I've been back to BC a couple times since I left because all my family's out there. So yeah. I'll go back and see the fam and all that kind of stuff. But typically, when I go back, I won't do any spots or any shows because I just kind of want to take that time to see my family. Um, but, uh, I haven't been back to Toronto since I left and I was in Toronto for almost 10 years. Uh, I think actually maybe it was eight, but, uh, but, uh, I'm excited to go back to Toronto because I like, I really grew as a person there and like my career took off there and I have a huge soft spot in my heart for Toronto and tons of friends over there. So it'd be very good to go be able to get back and see a lot of them. Uh, I've got a buddy who's getting married in May in Montreal and who's a comic. So there's going to be a ton of comics there and that's going to be a really good time. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, and what else? Oh, and I'm going to be in Calgary and Edmonton, which I haven't been in a while. My brother's in Calgary, so I'll see him there. And Edmonton cool. is just a fun city. I really like Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton's great. You're doing the club there. In, in yeah. Edmonton I'm going to be doing, yeah. uh, uh, what's the club? That's the, the strip, right? Yes, they have the comic strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Is the yeah. com- or is it the comic strip or is it the comic strip in Cal? What's the Calgary one? Might be. The There's Calgary the comic one. strip and the comedy. Ah, oh, they're they're both similarly named, um, and I can't remember which one's which. But I'm doing those two. I mean, if you're those in clubs. Calgary, yes, if you're in <laughs> Calgary, Edmonton, and you're listening and you want to come out, the the tickets are on the website. We actually just added. I know we just uh, added a show to Calgary and I don't know if the link is live yet, but we're going to be adding a show to Edmonton as well. 
Um, so that's great. So if you guys want tickets, uh, if you saw, if you looked and you're like, Oh, it's all sold out. Cause I know Calgary sold out. So then it's like, there's, there's going to be more tickets available very soon. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. One more question for you and I'll promote the website and where to get tickets and all of that for those shows, mm-hmm. um, in the outro and everything. Uh, so, but, First off, February 24th, Vogue Theater, 9 p.m., yeah. jflvancouver.com yeah. for those tickets. Last question. I know you don't know who's in and who's out of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, but when you think of like a Hall of Famer in comedy from Canada, who comes to mind? Oh, uh, Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. No, the greatest. The greatest. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know if it gets better than Norm Macdonald. Uh, I mean, I like, I'm sure if we like, this is just off the top of my head, but if we sit down and go start going through everyone, there's so many talented comics that have come out of Canada. It's, it's actually wild how many great comedians we have. Um, but Norm, Norm was like beyond just being like, oh, he was a great joke writer. Like he, everything he touched, you see the interview of him on uh on the view when he's talking about uh bill clinton Clinton. being a murderer and he's got that smile on his face that talk show he did was like so abstract and strange and offensive and 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 unique and like absurd his snl stuff is wild he got fired from snl because he wanted to keep pushing the envelope on jokes and like yeah, like he everything he touched. His book is so strange and fun. So um, um yeah. it was everything he did was so weird and so good and a degenerate gambler too, which is just another funny feature of him. Um uh, but I yeah, love, I think I love n- sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say in the same milk, the Larry King one where he comes out of the closet and Larry King's like, Are you coming out of the closet? closet? He's like, closet. Well, I would like, say no, that. I'm extremely <laughs> closeted, like stuff like that. <laughs> was so absurd it was so absurd and it was kind of like meta uh yeah and he, he he was like very untouched in his ability to just be so funny all the time in every medium uh yeah he's and he has that one joke about the fly going to the doctor's office that they're like maybe this is the one of the greatest jokes ever told like he could yeah. tell just like a street joke in an original format that was so good he could just be like every element of norm was was very very funny and like unbelievably unique and his comedy special the hitler's dog is so good dude i never That's watched great. that one where uh it was just him kind of talking to the uh, camera tough watch yeah Yeah, it's a tough watch because you know he passed away and you know that's not he wanted it to get out there because it was a bunch of material he had that he didn't jokes just jokes were great you can tell the jokes were great but just yeah but it it is is a tough watch yeah yeah it deserved a better medium and a better presentation but i absolutely I think a lot of people wanted to honor him because he was such a hilarious, talented dude. And he had this thing recorded that he couldn't record in a different way because of COVID and because he was sick. Uh, but yeah, that is someone who man, I, I wish I could have gotten the opportunity to just sit down and like pick his brain on comedy. And there's that, even that video of him talking about just death. And I was like, I, I resonated with it so much. Cause I was like, Oh, that's what I say about death. When he's like, you're just going to die and you're going to disappear. And none of this matters. And I was yeah. like, oh man, like, I was like, I've, I felt like, I'm like, I've said this before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. He's just, he, I, I think he was just a brilliant person and he didn't sacrifice um, material or jokes for anything else. He really wanted to put the jokes first uh, and he didn't put out a prolific amount of stuff, but everything he did put out was so potent. But yeah, yeah I guess cool. if you, sorry, I, that went on a whole norm thing. No, there. I love it. Hey, we have all the time for Norm on the show. Um, 
and he he comes up a lot, which is which is awesome. I love hearing mm-hmm. stories. Uh, che, thanks so much for doing this. Congrats on all your success. Thank you. Uh, good luck in in Vancouver and Edmonton and Calgary. I know uh, people will be really excited to see you in Canada. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. I appreciate uh, you having me on, dude. You have a good one. Once again, Che will be at the Vogue Theater, February 24th, 9 p.m. for that show. Uh, If you're in Vancouver, you don't want to miss it. It'll be very, very funny. JFLVancouver.com is where to get tickets for all things JFL Vancouver and Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame.com. That's Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. Dot com is where to get tickets for all things Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame Festival, which is coming up the same week as JFL Vancouver. Two, Canada is going to be, it's already the funniest country in the world. We know that. But it's going to be popping off in February. As to, By the way, James Acaster's show, uh, Heckler's Welcome, it's unbelievable. It's also at JFL Vancouver. I, I get off topic easily. Don't miss the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame Festival in Vancouver in Hamilton, February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And don't miss JFL Vancouver, February 15th, and through to the 24th. Both events going to be amazing. You could do both. You could fly, start in Vancouver, finish at the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame Fest. I think that's a great plan. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks again to Che. Thanks to Nathan. Amazing episode. Great interviews. I'm the best. I don't know where I'm going with this. Enjoy the rest of your week for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan.